Banter, the podcast about rugby. I'm your host, Adam, and yes, I know I've been gone. A couple of weeks I am back. Uh, last week, the Easter weekend didn't quite work out for me, and the week before I was on baby duty, so I, I have returned. Joining me right now is Matt. How are you, Matt? Uh, not too bad. I'm pretty good mood. Um, I think this you won't care about, but I think it's more important for Alex and Ben. But I caught a shiny Blastoise by accident. Well, not a by accident. I just wasn't looking for one, and it happened across my path today. So that was pretty cool. Uh, to uh, you, that's just it's, Greek. This is this is Pokemon. Yes. Uh, the the Pokemon augmented reality thing. No, no, right. no, 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 not that. Just on oh. on my Nintendo. Oh, oh, oh nice. Okay, as, as your machine around. Okay, well, um, congrats. Thank you. I guess. Yeah. No, no. Um, yeah. Is it is it a rare rare thing that you did? Yeah. So shinies have what is shinies have stupid art. So shinies obviously just a differently colored sprite. So they have uh-huh. stupid fucking odds of actually spawning. So happening across ones, pretty rare. Oh, nice. Yes. Right, good job. Yeah. Um. Yes. Good, good, good job. But yeah, that's that's all I can say. I don't know anything about Pokemon. No, no, that's um, why I was like, yeah, no, neither of the ones who matter, yeah, or would care, are yeah, but it's worth sharing. Yeah. yeah. Hi there, Alex. How's it, Alex? Okay, I, I think Shinies is cool. Yeah, no, Shiny Blastoise is pretty dope. I just happened upon one. Blastoise, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it was quite cool. Jeez, Alex is blown away. I, well, I, I didn't strike like I mean I've met, I've known Matt in real life so I mean uh, fair enough so he goes into Pokemon but it surprised me that you and Ben both like Pokemon. I used to love Pokemon. I used to I used to go mad for the uh, the Tazers, the Pogs. Oh yes, oh, yes I remember those. That you got in Simba Chips. Yes. Um, but I had a friend in grade seven. Um, I was at quite a quite a posh or boys school, but I was there on bursary or scholarship. And I was not very moneyed. And I had a friend who came from a very wealthy family. And he would just buy packets of chips just, just for... for the for the Tazos. And then he'd give me the chips afterwards. So that was a real win in my book. <laughs> no, no, fair enough. Um, I mean... Yeah, so it was like a sort of a Pavlovian response. I got very excited by the, the thought or the, the, the talk of of Pokemon Tezos and I used to have yeah I used to have uh, like one of those moon belts I didn't wear it in public don't worry but um, I mean I was that nerdy which is not in that particular way but I had a moon belt that I stored all my Pokemon Tezos in nice dope and I don't know I don't know what I did with it at some point but um, I used to have quite a collection nice um yeah I'm just curious now. Were you at least consulted in what flavor chips he would buy? Oh no, not not even in the slightest. No, like, like that, like like knowing that he was going to give it to you, at least like ask. Like, are you partial to a salt and vinegar? Would you prefer a chutney? Should I fuck you over? I would and buy just like take tomato sauce or something. Like being yeah, a would, chives one probably. Yeah, I was like not even picky. No, like I would no, just look, take whatever came I was that desperate for snacks. But I've got a weird um, association with the tomato flavor um, that predates Pokemon because he never really bought the, the tomato flavor. But I've got an associate with, association with the tomato flavor, Simba Chips, and um, not, not Braveheart. Uh, oh, Dragonheart. Dragonheart. Yeah, do you remember those those ones? They also had like, yeah, like little Pog Tazo Jobbies in them. That was like pre-2000. Yeah, that was Sean Connery. And, uh, yeah, with the yeah, movie. Exactly. And I remember the Dragonheart Tazers in tomato sauce Simba chips. Because nice. for some reason, I had a family friend whose who's family, they were Australian actually, and they had a thing for tomato flavored Simba chips. So the only people I've ever known that ate tomato flavored Simba chips. And we used to get the Dragonheart Tazers. Nice. So they. Well, yeah. Welcome to the rugby podcast. Yeah, welcome to the rugby podcast. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there were the I don't know I can't remember what they're called the Tazers for the 1995 World Cup. Yes. Uh, we had the that was when the giraffe was the mascot, eh? Like the actual mascot yeah, of yeah. the tournament. Yeah, so all was, our pogs. He was on like all the slammers. 
That was 95, yeah. We're... I'm, pick, I'm, yeah. Picking up, I'm picking up the Cricket World Cup in 2000 and... That had, the, that had the zebra. Dazzle, I just remember Dazzle the Zebra yeah. because that's also the collective. The zebra, and you could you could build those boxes. Yeah, it was like cute. And, and like, like use squares. them as like a big die for playing like, um, some like weird... this tabletop cricket, basically. Yeah, like some weird version of cricket that they'd incorporated yeah. into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I just I just remember the 2003 Cricket World Cup as like the final demise of Alan Donald. Like it was an idol of mine. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really a big fan of cricket now, but uh, I mean, he'd been a hero. And in 2003, World Cup, I'm like, oh yeah, it's a swan song, and he played one or two games. You could just see he, he wasn't the same. Was Got that a blast that all was, over the place? That was the one where it was the run, don't run, and then we fell out, right? Uh no, I wish you hadn't mentioned that. That was 99. Let's be fine. Sorry. Oh, fuck you, Matt. Sorry. Puss. I don't uh, watch cricket nearly enough. I just know there's that trigger. Uh, I, I, I know exactly where I was at that time. I'll never forget it. I actually it. think I even watched depressing. it live. I actually do think I actually watched it because I do remember it. Yeah, I, I, just, know, remember. I just know that the next day at school, Oaks were bleak, eh? Jesus. So, uh, like, it was like, like someone had died. Um, anyway, let's, let's just leave 99 behind. Christ, she was, wow, it was 22 years ago. I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still scarred. Um, so yeah, Alex is here now. Thanks, thanks, thanks for coming, Alex. Ben didn't, Ben couldn't make it, unfortunately. Uh, he's busy making those big backs in Mauritius. No, I think he's on, dad. yeah, I think he's on newborn duty. Yeah, that's day. right, with, 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 with sure the little one. So we will be talking some rugby now. We have moved on from Pogs and, and uh, Cricket and Pokemon. So I guess we'll start with some news, and then we'll chat a bit about Super Rugby uh, Aora Tora and then Super Rugby AU and anything else that uh, Matt and Alex feel like cooking. Um, but I guess the first major piece of news, and typically South African rugby can't catch a break, there's been a report... <clears throat> Excuse me, this is coming from a report, of course, the uh, report of record for rugby in South Africa, probably. Uh, they've been dumped from this coming Rainbow Cup, which was the evolution of the Pro 14 or whatever it was. Uh, this is according to a report. It's not, it's not confirmed yet. Yeah, it's not confirmed. Yeah, it's, yeah. They've basically just argued that certain countries are going to make it very difficult to travel with to them and around through them, as far as I understand. So I think it's well, it's Ireland and well, me, Scotland who are like the well, yeah. Uh, so before you jump the gun there, good old Matthew, Ma- Matthew insert middle name, Blayman. I don't know what your middle name is. What is your middle name? Philip. Philip. Oh, I knew that. Right. Hence your email. Fair enough. Um, I don't have a middle name. Um, Alex, do you have a middle name? I do not. I do not have oh. a middle name. Oh, and Alex, my parents were very lazy. And Alex, before you ask, Alex is not short for Alexander. Yeah, that's why you're the one Alexander who the Alex. Yeah, that's why I was like, are you the one, or is it like? I like that though. Yeah, that is a good minimalist. Yeah, my my folks were were in a hurry. Your folks were like, can we name this child in eight characters or less? Yeah. And they burned half of the characters on your on your surname. So fuck, let's finish. Yeah, and and even and even the space between the name and the surname, it's like fuck. You know, you have to give away that space. Um, so, yeah, so the Bills, Stormers, Sharks, and Lions, they were meant to participate in in those reject tournaments starting um, on April 24th. As reports said, SRB, they were told the four franchises uh, have been... Well, they were told that the franchises can't compete. This is because stakeholders allegedly decided in a virtual meeting, and I assume we weren't there, that South African teams could no longer participate because of the forces outside rugby. The third force... Um, Apparently, we're working towards another franchise cup. Oh, crisis, yawn. Uh, some more diversity groupies on the horizon, apparently. Um, and and the, the axing would be a big blow to South African rugby. I'm just trying to find a few more details, though, on this. Let's see. I mean, Matt's on the money uh, in terms of there apparently being some issues about South African participation. Oh, well, uh, while I look for that... There has been also some changes to the British and Irish Lions coaching staff, new assistants. Mm. Uh, there's going to be no members from the England setup for the first time this century. Apparently, the England defence and coach John Mitchell he was thought to be in consideration, um, but apparently he he's not involved. 
Matthew Proudfoot was apparently not involved. Um, I mean, then Steve Both with Graham Roundtree and Owen, not Owen Farrell. Um, the other Farrell. Farrell Senior. Yes, Andy. Andy Farrell. Uh, they were employed. Uh, and they're not supposed to be on this on this staff. And I'm just trying to find. I think Stuff had a better better story about this in the meantime about why it was, it was COVID related reasons. One guy, I think Farrell wanted to spend more time with Ireland. One of them didn't want to come to South Africa. Here we are. It was Scott and Steve Tandy. So I'm bouncing all over the place. He's the front runner to be the defence coach. Um, let's see here. Then Robin McBride. He's Worked on a gallon Wales, his favourite to be be head of it. Oh, Andy Farrell, he he's focusing his country summer tour of the South Pacific, yeah. apparently. Yeah, because he's well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, talk- let's just talk talk quickly about the real repercussions of the Rainbow Cup being cancelled. Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to find that. Uh, that I story. mean, you know, long term. We're not going to play. We, we've got options. Like, well, we got a lot of time to figure stuff out, but the short term issue is that. You know the locally based Springboks or guys who are on the edge of the squad are not going to get time on the pitch against like probable lines opposition. So, you know, not playing against the Pro 14 teams means not playing against the likes of Munster, Leinster, um, you know, and a few of the other guys. You know, particularly, yeah, particularly the like the Celtic. The Scots guys who have emerged as you know being much more likely Lions contenders. So someone like a Hamish Watson, who does he play for? Mm, let me make it. Because I don't want to. All of a sudden, he plays for like someone know. in France. Uh, yeah. Plays for Edinburgh. Edinburgh. So. Yeah. So Edinburgh. Yeah. You know, you would be playing is in the Rainbow Cup. Um, and, you know, Hamish Watson is now a very likely uh, bolter for the, for the Lions. Maybe not bolter, I mean, yeah, that's a bit of a... Um, oh, what was the fucking sport. articles this week that saying he's too small for the... small to play against yeah. the box, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so, you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, basically, this year, we desperately need to find a way for like the local guys to play against like some international opposition, even if it isn't in the Rainbow Cup. I mean, the Super Rugby AU and Super Rugby Aotearoa, they've been able to find like a trans-Tasman arrangement. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure from what I've read, the Springboks were more than willing to like quarantine the bubble. Yeah, like as far as... Like it yeah, was going to be... All four franchises were essentially going to bubble in the same spot, like together. Yeah. So they were going to do like yeah. one massive like SA camp, so to speak. Yeah, which, which is, is like almost ideal. Yeah, because they were taking Rassi and a couple of others and Ninaba and so forth as well with. So, I mean, it makes huge sense to have all, to have all that yeah. set up. So I don't, I mean... I don't know what the barrier is. Like what? So apparently, I don't know why? So yeah, yeah I, I got the, I, I got the information here. Um, yeah. So I just to find Phil's link. So according to reports information, uh, the four SA teams are told on Friday that they'd be withdrawn. This is after the virtual meeting. Uh, yeah, as uh, Matt was saying, it's, it'll be extremely difficult for the South African teams to play in Scotland and Ireland in particular. Report understands that travel restrictions and quarantine requirements due to the pandemic are among the most important considerations of Jeopardy's series. Apparently, SRAB told the franchise that don't do the visa stuff, but then SRAB said, no, 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 that's not quite the case. Um, so it's not fully confirmed, and we were, and the SA teams were meant to be in Bristol for six weeks um, as part of a bio-bubble to, to meet their commitments there. So, yeah. I'm, I'm still confused about, like, what exactly... Why all of a sudden it's a problem, yeah, like... Yeah. Surely this would have been decided not like the month before the fucking tournament. Oh, by the way, yeah, the plans you guys have made woefully un- underwhelming. Sorry, you can't come anymore. Uh, Surely this would have been sounds like some classic off. Six Nations bullshit. Maybe some people started and started getting jittery. So it's not confirmed. Uh, we will see, but it, also, is a, it is a massive disappointment. I just want to say, re the Lions coach coaching staff and them not getting English coaches. I mean, 
it's not entirely surprising because i mean the english defense wasn't like the best and proudfoot yes he was excellent for the box as a scrum coach but i don't know if the british pack was as dominant as well because remember there was that other article that came out where i think eddie jones doesn't believe in someone as specialized as a scrum coach so proudfoot was also like formulating sort of a lot more broader forwards nonsense than what he's maybe used to so he's a little out of his depth at the moment as well maybe and that's what and it's very like reasonable to understand why neither of those are in the Lions coaching consideration mm, yeah was according to Stav Roundtree he was going to be he pulled out for family reasons after was confirmed that it'd be staged in South Africa so he just didn't want to come to South Africa family reasons pretty much mm-hmm. um and then when it came to borthwick he's the head coach of the leicester tigers he said it would mess with preseason too much as he would have missed three weeks of the lions preseason potentially even more if a quarantine period applied which is fair enough which is fair yeah. enough i guess um neil jenkins he's still not to to stay on with kicking coach so uh, we will we will find out mm. so we, we will see but he's now stuff is saying that the South African franchise, they were told to go ahead with their visa applications. Yeah, that's the thing. So, I think we were told, and then we were told it's going to be very difficult to get into Ireland and Scotland. I can't see why then we just make Ireland and Scotland come to us in the UK or something stupid. Like, why derail the entire tournament? Because, because yeah, but it's, yeah, but it's not exactly going to be played in front of crowds. Well, it might. It might, actually. Um, so look, we'll, we'll leave it there. Just speaking of which, in England, where was that story? Just a quick one: Premiership Rugby. They're lining up midweek fixtures next month in an effort to welcome more crowds back into the stadiums before the end of the season, because uh, the Brits have doled out 14 million COVID vaccine doses, with more to come. So um, yeah, good, well, good one, England, I guess. So yeah, Hanukkah uh, Mayor. He says my stand is a buck contender. Because you can still walk into any team, discuss, uh, and stay in 36, just just for a matter of mentioning. I mean, hmm. look, well, I don't think you would walk into the starting lineup for any team. I think you'd start for Stormers over the youngsters. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, obviously, he wouldn't walk into the Lions over Elton. I don't think he'd walk into the Sharks over. Yeah. So, so we've got the Cheetahs, the Pumas, the Grecos he'd walk into. Yeah, I mean, Kings, or oh, sorry, EP Elephants, maybe he'd walk in there. I don't know. Yeah. But no, but, and I mean, I'm trying to think who I had down as third fly half. Um, I did tweet something out earlier about possible, uh, uh like my version of the, um, expanded sort of line squad yeah i think i had basically i think i had damien phillips to dance fire um yeah. so it, it depends what like which way they want to go um i mean yeah like i i'd say one is stands to bolter for the line series like in the same way that francois stan went to the world cup and will probably go to the lines but to say that he'd walk into any team is but gratuitous. But I think Jake White's got a bit of uh, fuck. What's it? Um, P.T. Barnum syndrome, where like you know the the guy who started the circus, um, he's got that sort of like carnival barker approach to his talent. He needs to sort of promote his talent beyond whatever he's got. He's just got to promote them as far as better to justify his choices. Yeah. Well, I think, so this was Heineken Mayer, apparently, but it's like, uh, um, yeah, I mean, same sort of... Sorry, I, in my mind, yeah, it's still the Bulls, but yeah. Exactly. Uh, um, sorry, yeah, I misheard. Um, but yeah, I think St- Stan would be an interesting pick, yeah, as like a third fly-off, as like you'd give him not necessarily mm. a test, but like maybe the SAA side, and you'd have him as cover... And you'd have him as like an older head who's not necessarily been there before, but been in the sort of been inside the Springbok setup for quite a while. Yeah, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad, like if he was selected for the the Lion series. No. Um, 
but like it would mean either Bosch or Dembless uh, missing out, and probably Bosch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Just I don't know. Look, I mean, bearing in mind that Pollard's injured, it makes sense to replace him with another, um, like, experienced Springbok rather than a rookie. Because mm. if Alton goes down, I don't think the number ones like Bosch and Willems would be the only two choices. Yeah, true, actually. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I I think he's a bolter, but to say he would like walk into any of the other teams is is a bit much. Yeah, no, fair enough. All right, what's next? Yeah, uh, a couple of transfer stories. We'll do the Bulls, really, sort of. And um, the Bulls they announced the signing of James Veritiam from Quickwis Veritiam, twenty six. He attended Tots Holland High. In the Western Cape, and he represented Western Province at junior level and the University of Western Cape in the Varsity Shield. Um, and then yeah. in 2016, he went to Australia, uh, where he played for, he made his debut for the Force, uh, and the Ashwells did with the Brambles before coming back to South Africa. Um, He's had quite yes, a good last sort of like extended post COVID season. So, up until this point, like since they started playing. Super Rugby Artero and all that. Ah, not Artero, um, mm. Unlocked and all that. He's actually been quite a bolter for the Greek Wars this entire time. Like, he's been good for at least to try a game or so. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there, there are quite a few guys like who emerged from Super Rugby Unlocked that I feel, I mean, I always feel bad like stealing from Pumas and Greek Wars and, and Kings. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, James Verity Am, like, I'm not surprised he caught the eye of Jake White, but, like, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Etienne Talliard? Also, yeah. Also another yeah, they, I uh, I, I'm not going to get into it now, but, like, yeah, there are quite a few guys who I thought we would see being picked up by some of the, the big unions um, in anticipation of the... Wait, Funded Bank was the other one that, like, really caught my eye. Mm. Um, but there were quite a few from both teams. And Zach Berger, who has been picked up by the Lions. Yeah. So. I think Am also, besides Talyard, Am, I think, has fullback sort of experience as well. So he's sort of a 14, 14 15 cover. Yeah, and that's kind of where they're a bit weak. Like the Bulls, they've got David Creel, who's playing there at the moment, but he's obviously quite young. Mm. Well, Am's not much older by the looks of it. But yeah, he's been around the block at least. He's played for. Is he not? How old is he? Today? 27. 27. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty... Yeah, it's old for outside back. Never mind, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How old is Julian Sevier? Look, uh, Jesus Christ, Ju- Julian Sevier looks like a, looks like an uncle playing like at 14, and I appreciate it. And I'm so glad he's in my <laughs> side now, eventually. Oh, he's steady. He's steady. Um, and then also with the Bulls, they re-signed Jacques Duplessis from Montpellier. No, it's also not a bad oh, Yeah, yeah I, was, uh, I was just chatting to someone on Twitter. They reckon he'll play lock, okay. which makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, that mm. sort of makes a lot more sense, because Jesus Christ. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but that we don't... Oh, Christ, there's just so many outside backs. Uh, is is it, forwards. Any, I mean, excuse me, loose forwards. What did you call his forwards, Matt? Big wings. Speedy props. No, big, big wings. wings. Right. Big wings, yeah. No, no, wings. I then. see... I had, I had, well, they're often playing on their channel anyway these days, mm. so that's it, fair enough. Uh, any other news that I've missed, gentlemen, before we move on to Super Rugby AU and, and AR Tara? Not that, Not I, that can, I can think of. I mean, I'm sure there's some glaring news article that we've missed out on, but I think we're fine. Yeah, I mean, there'll be some breaking news tomorrow. Oh, obviously, while, while editing, yeah. while I'm editing this, you know. By editing, I mean just topping yeah. and tailing the recording. I mean, someone's I'm off my gonna duck. Sh- someone's going to sh- sh- share a link in the fucking group. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm off my uh, duck. Uh, it's already news, but before we move on, I've literally just seen a, a tweet of um, WSU. Where's WSU? Varsity Cup. Yeah. Varsity Shield. But oh, Walter Sutsuli. Before the game today? Yeah. Walter Sutsuli. Oh, Walter Sutsuli, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course. Anyway, they, they did a hacker before the Varsity Shield game today. Oof, that's not um, a good choice. 
it's pretty controversial. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah I, well, let's not get stuck into those weeds. I played weed. a game against Walter Sisulu, actually. Fuck, it was a bollock of a drive. Where is it again? It's, is it in Queenstown? I think it's Queen or King. I can't remember. It's not a name. But it's a... Uh, I, let me actually tell you, Walter Sicily. It was a bollock. That was the one. Uh, that... It's in Tata. Yeah. But there's one in there's one in, in uh, Queenstown and in Butterworth. No. And in Tata. No, we definitely. I think it was yeah, the Queenstown one because we drove far. Yeah, like Queen, Queenstown's cuck far. It's like a three four yeah. drive. That was the one where yeah. I had a, we we had a squad of sixteen players. <laughs> We had, hey, we had the most utility <laughs> bench player. And the worst part was I'm pretty sure he was a fucking backline player as well. So the forwards were fucked. Of course. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we brought a spare. We've managed to find a spare wing. That's useless. Yeah. <laughs> utility ever. Um, so, yeah, I guess let's that, move on to Super Rugby AU and Super Rugby Aerotoa. So, I think what was the game? It was actually a Friday game. It was, was the, the game that none of us, yes, that none of us will ever get back. I mean, we watched it. We we somehow um, it was the, it was uh, the most absurd thing I've ever seen. The finish was yeah, the most disgusting. So stupid. I rewatched the highlights triumphed. and I just couldn't. Where the force triumphed over uh, a pretty insipid Rebels team. The Rebels like were the dominant side, but somehow the force managed to sneak the win through future Australian great and Hall of Famer Tim Anstey. And two-time yeah. two total, total effing UDC pick who has never played. <laughs> yeah, you've picked him up twice and dropped him twice without him ever playing. Um, I know. Oh, it was a great yeah, but, uh, Gosh. I think, the, I think McGregor's clearance kick at the end actually like highlights how shit that game was. Where he just yeah, couldn't kick it out. kick went like, it went like five meters or something. It like went nowhere. Like it landed in a rebel's hands and they were like, cool. Um, I guess we run it back at you for the next three minutes and then there's a fuck up. And we, and we still lose. Because I mean, they were even, like <laughs> the rebels were even in like the fourth half of the field and everything. Like he handed them yeah. like at least a penalty for three points or something. They, I mean, they... Oh, fuck, it was Hodges' drop goal. Hodges' drop goal that yeah. fucked it up. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going oh, like, PTSD. He, he did his ACL. Yeah, yeah like... after he got tackled. <laughs> in, the, in the, like, he missed it and then got... I don't know who hit him after after the kick, but... Oh, that was such a bad attempt. And you just in the first one, he didn't even get a chance. I don't yeah. know who the Rebels replaced in scrum half was. The pass was so bad. Yeah, that yeah. one that, like, he, like, bounce past it at him, essentially. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it was... It was just, like... They were, I, I mean, ordinarily, I'd criticize the decision to go for the drop goal in that situation, in a way, because you've got a position, you should back yourself to look after the pull until yeah. the defense makes a mistake. Because in that situation, you're in there 22, and it's it comes down to discipline. Who's got the, you know, who's got the most patience um, before making a mistake? And you should be able to outlast your opponent. Um, obviously, it depends on the situation because, you know, a lot of people, um, I think, I'm trying to think which game it was. It might have been Red Brumbies where they criticized us not to go for drop goal. But um, obviously, drop goal, you wait until you, buy, you have advantage first. And then, because it's like a Hail Mary, you, you, if you don't get it, the game's over, and that's what happened. Um, but to be honest, like the rebels didn't look like scoring a trial game, so I can't really fault the decision to go for a drop goal because their alternative was fucking you know, just in the game with Jake McGregor's failed attempt at touch finder. Um, so I can't really fault them for going for the drop goal. The fact they didn't get it obviously is a bit embarrassing. Like on but, the, uh, didn't get it on the second attempt as well. Like, yeah. Like you had two okay. bites at the cherry and you still fucked it. Exactly. And well, I mean, three if you include the fact that they got the ball back when they shouldn't have. Yeah. Um. So like they had so many opportunities to win that game, and they just didn't want to, I guess. Yeah. No. Uh, it was a shocker, and it was actually amusing watching the highlights because I think. McGregor's failed kick out and Hodges two attempts over like 
a solid two minutes of the six minute highlights package of that video <laughs> of that game i literally yeah. loved that part. like i i find it so funny um it was it was so bad it's one of the worst games of rugby i've ever seen um and you know like uh, certain parts of the community will celebrate you know things <laughs> like like Kabuz Ilof and Pone Silly, you know in oh, the news yeah. play yeah. but the fact of the matter is like they were pretty dire in the scrums and I actually well, thought that they maybe Pone apparently well, I, I, yeah I mean it's, it's always hard to tell but like I basically true, true, thought true. the the Rebels front row got the ass handed by T Tom Robertson and Santiago Madrona um yeah. in the in the set piece uh so yeah but embarrassing well not embarrassing but like but worrying let's say uh, also just of, the, yeah. the line outs were they were yeah. God, calamitous. <laughs> trying to let me have a look um so there were there were nine line outs lost between the two teams four and That's five respectively i mean that is just I mean, it's balanced. Like they at least like took each other's lineups, but fucking how how difficult is it to get a lineup right? I mean, isn't that one of the basic things you practice like on a weekly basis? And I I have the same problem with the Stormers, by the way, because the Stormers have had a bad lineup for years. Is this? So, no, but no, that, that's what I want to know. Is this now the jumpers or who are we gonna put this uh, on? The jumpers not not getting their timing right, both. or the it's i think it, everyone takes it's a portion systemic, of the blame. like everyone's just yeah exactly yeah like i mean one or two is maybe the jumpers but losing nine between two teams is systemic yeah yeah it, it was it was really bad so we'll leave it there and the new zealand teams will not be quaking in their boots um and the scary thing is the rebels are still in with a shot I hope not of, of making the final and Matt Timur also got a concussion oh, so he might not even be available for his for their next game so we'll wait and see um yeah to, to just what Joe, I mean, Joe Powell's good he's probably the standout player um but Joe Powell's not exactly known to be a running scrum half and when he's your like one of your standout players and you've got Frank Lamani on the wing uh I don't know if Kyle, Kyle tells you a story uh, yeah and Pete Tom Pinkerson have a great game so we'll leave it there the then the Saturday morning game Highlanders Chiefs. Um, Golden Point. Damien McKenzie slotted the winning goal. I'm not a fan of Golden Point personally. I don't know. I find I it a bit deflating. Of, I like the the tension building up to it. I really do. I kind of enjoy it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll get into it right now. I'm not a fan. Uh, Mitch Hunt was awful. <laughs> he couldn't kick. Um, he got a grand total of minus one in fantasy. The the Chiefs should have put the Highlanders away more, I feel. Mm. They had a 10-point lead slip. The Highlanders were inaccurate. Maybe, I don't know, Alex, I saw t um, Tony Brown, he made some comments about, uh, uh, not quite his words, but the, the message was that the same intensity wasn't there versus the Crusaders, mm. which is, in a way, they, they couldn't quite match it, which is unsurprising. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair enough. Like, I think going up against the Crusaders are always going to have a different kind of, mm. you know like an edge um obviously unless you just presume that you can lose but you know going against the the best of the best you want to prove something whereas maybe there was an area of complacency like more than anything else like i think after yeah. you beat the crusaders you walk away thinking well fuck king of the world you know yeah we can beat anyone um and obviously that wasn't the case so there was maybe a bit of complacency. I'll, sorry, I'm just going to go back to touching the golden point. Because um, what what happens in the NFL, um, in American football, is basically, so they have extra time for just regular season games, which I've always found a bit odd. Yeah. But now, obviously, we're seeing in rugby as well. But what they basically do is you have to score a touchdown to automatically win. Uh, so, yeah, so. if you score a field goal then the other team still gets a chance to equalize mm. um so because obviously in american football it's much much more structured so 
you know, you don't want to just basically say whoever receives a kickoff wins because that's basically what happens. So if you get the kickoff, unless you're really bad, you'll you'll get within field goal range and kick field goal and then win the game. And that would make a mockery of the whole extra time idea. So I don't like the golden point idea. I think if it was a golden try, yeah. um, that would probably be okay. But like, you know, having golden point extra time or having extra time in the first place and then allowing any team to like snap a drop goal, win a penalty and therefore win the game is like very unbalanced. I no, I mean, it's the same as um, during the regular game. It's not like the change, like the weight of it changes, but that's about it. Yeah. But basically like you should, you know, you should be perfectly entitled to kick a field goal or a penalty or whatever. Um, in extra time, but know that you're giving the ball back to the opposition, you might go try and you know win the game. Um, and if you can kick a penalty and then hold them out, then you get to win, basically. But you don't win just when you you kick a penalty. That's that's silly. Okay, I I I'll allow that. Mm. But you know, overall, sorry, we we are a bit tight for time. So yeah. forgive me if I'm just saying it. Yeah, I was going to push things through. Sorry, we, we spent a bit, a bit long on that. Um, That's good. That's good. So I know we, we have a bit of a hard stop. At, well, we've got about 20 minutes still, but still. Mm. Uh, just, just the comments on the Chiefs. Uh, Mitch Brown, um, I think he, he had a, the worst understanding of the rule book this week. After being warned by, oh, sure, but sending the referee, I've lost his name. He was repeatedly warned, A, don't stray offside, or ahead of the kicker, and he kept doing it. I think he gave like three or four penalties, which is very, very, very silly. Um, Quincy Pye, he went off at halftime as well with a, I think it's a knee complaint. So it'll be interesting to see if he comes back. Alex Nankavelli, or Nankavel, excuse me. He might be back. Darren McKenzie was quite good. Um, good try by attending at Nana Saturo. But I found, um, if you're Jonah Lowe, mm-hmm. it's quite a lonely life out there at 14 for the Jets Chiefs. He doesn't get much ball, hey? Yes, no, sort of, but... He's, I almost feel like they've got him as, like, a defensive mastermind or something, because that's all they use him for. Like, because they never really, yeah, like you say, passed him or anything. But he does do stuff out there for some other reason. Mm, like, I'm trying to find Brown, how many penalties he gave away. Uh, I was just too, uh, wasn't that bad. Uh, Perry Perry Parkinson, he also went off half-time. Ankle problem, same ankle that he reportedly in, had surgery on. Yeah, Shane, he took an yeah. ugly hit though early on, which I think that just yeah. aggravated us. Yeah, um, and there's James Lynch. He's, he came back one of the first times he started after the horrible injury against the Rebels last year. His try was bizarre. I don't know if it was fake or just bad defense. It was a like, it was a, a practice move. It was a practice move. It was definitely okay. like a little line out trick. I don't know. Just where was the Chiefs' defense? It's like I guess that was the whole point. Yeah. They definitely should have seen that coming. Yeah, they should have seen it coming, but it was also definitely like a line-out like call. Like, okay, cool. We tried it. We saw like they're not looking that direction when they're doing it. Let's run it this time. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, you said General uh, Isn't that his wing? I didn't watch the game. Before. It is. It is actually. Yeah, would have been his wing. Yeah, would have been his wing. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Never yeah. mind my he's a defensive genius. Because <laughs> apparently even that he's shit at. Cause, so he's there for no reason. He's literally there because yeah. no one else fits the... Obviously, he fits a very particular body shape that they've bought all the 14 Chief jerseys in. So as yeah. the only person with that unique body shape. They've got it's to like put a in Cinderella there. situation. They like basically tried the jersey on everyone. It fit on General Lowe's. So they were like, okay, you're the new starting. Josh... Uh... Joshua Wani was good after his house party suspension. Um, so the, the very pot chance he'll start um, either at 10 or 15, uh, depending oh, if... What are you going to say? Good chance that there was a party at his place that night. I'm pretty <laughs> sure there might have been one. It's the quiet one, like, lads. He was the most effective back by far uh, after he came on. So no, not, not... He scored a pretty <sighs> neat was... try, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, he yeah. scored a good try. I feel yeah. like Conor Garden Bashup's having a really good season. He really is. He didn't have a, he didn't have a great game though, hey. Yeah, but for he's having a good season. season. This is essentially. Uh, this is not so much like, his debutant season though, hey. Or did he de- de- debut this season? Uh, he's like, he's, he, he got a contract starting, last year, but then starting debut. So I think this is his sta- yeah. starting debut at least. 
No, I like him. Um, yeah, he just didn't have the didn't get that involved. Um, he's a good player. It's, and I think he's quicker than he looks. I think he's the better garden sort of matchup. I yeah. like him more than Jackson. Yeah. I was going to say he's uh, the better garden matchup at this rate. Um, I was trying to think if there's anything else to mention. So yeah, just some injuries. Um, uh, I, I, Bosch here looked interesting, but I do have a feeling. Uh, uh, Luke Jacobson was quite quality as well. He gave away a couple of penalties, but he's really good. But uh, Lacknabosch here, he looms as does Peter Gussar cooler. So it'll be interesting to see what that loose trail looks like come come a come a weekend. Uh, but we will find out. Then the game has Alex well, dropped Peter Gussar said... yet? Out of curiosity, was no. he just hanging no. out doggedly? I, I was hoping he would, and I was just like, nope, still there. I'd probably argue the game of the weekend. Didn't say, didn't say that often about uh, Aussie derbies, but the Brumbies versus the Reds. The Reds beat the Brumbies. Sorry, I was going to get the scores. 24-22 or 26-24. Yeah. It was 24-22 uh, to the Reds. And yeah. I'd like to think the Reds deserved it. I mean, the, the Brumbies, <laughs> uh, Falau Fanega uh, things, scoring tries and, and, and whatnot. Uh, Tom Banks also pilfering a runaway intercept try as well, but the refs Excuse me, the Reds took it back. Uh, fluke. It wasn't a fluke when he scored that try. We, we had we had a very good discussion with uh, Mitch from the Rugby Onslaught pub, Rugby Onslaught, Rugby Fixation, excuse me, podcast in Australia, um, and about the scrum, uh, uh, scrum Cap XV. We nearly filled it, but he was very happy with Fluke and what's his face? Why can't I find it? We walked him. Hamish Stewart, their performance at 12 and 13. Not that impressed. Uh, personally speaking, but uh, we'll believe you, Mitch. Uh, just your, your thoughts on the games, guys. Um, I think the Reds were pound for pound. They deserve the win overall. Um, what were your thoughts of the game? You want to so, go first, man? I didn't watch this one, so you're welcome to go first. Uh, okay. I missed up on the game. Yeah, I, was just, I had to get stuck. Right. <laughs> it was kind of the same story as last time the two teams met. I mean, this is essentially the the um, Super OBA final. Yeah, it's, it's these two teams followed by the rest. I mean, you mm. said earlier that you know the Rebels have a chance to crack the top three and therefore the finals, but obviously someone has to make that spot. So it's between them, the Force, and the Waratahs, any of which would be pretty dire at this point. Um, so you know, it's a, a, a good match, the Reds and the Brumbies, and the Reds went in the front. The, well, they were they were chasing the game the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Until minute 77, when James Conner started a, a penalty kick. And that's basically the tale of the last game as well. So that was the one where they um, they won off the Jordi Pataya, um Hunter Pasami grubber, I think. And mm-hmm. basically what both games come down to is James Conner's superior match you know, control. Uh, as the fly half compared to Nolicea or even Nick White, who might be their kind of primary shot caller. And I think it just shows like maturity of of modern day James O'Connor, like compared to who he was as like a 17 year old playing for the force. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's kind of been up there with guys like Goody Beal and I don't know, like maybe Dick Barney, even obviously in his own way, Israel Falau. But, you know, problem, problem characters in Wallabies rugby, particularly at club level. And there was a while, or there was a, a, a time when he was, like, just a non-desirable. And the fact that he's come back as one of the most mature heads in in rugby um, really is, it's quite a feel-good story, actually. Like, it's not something that really gets spoken about that often. But um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him run out of 10 for the Wallabies, maybe even as captain in Hooper's absence. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think I think he, his influence in the Reds' victory over the Brumbies in both fixtures can't be underestimated. Right? Yeah. Can't, be, can't be overestimated. Can't, yes. be, can't be spoken about enough. I think you made an interesting point about... Well, A, I agree. He's, he has really been excellent. Uh, John Pattaya actually had a, had a pretty good game as well. Um, Nick White, he, he never plays a full game. I know his nines, I know they often don't. But he, he's never finished a game. And he hasn't finished... He didn't finish either of their losses to the Reds. 
Uh, and generally, when he, I mean, he reminds me a lot of, I think I've said this before, through the prayer. He sets a tempo. He's not the, I mean, he's not Tate McDermott, that's for sure, in terms of speed delivery and, and energy, but he sets tempo and, and, and a playing rhythm for the Brumbies. And just when he's off, uh, I know his replacement's actually pretty good, <laughs> uh, Ryan Lonergan, um, yeah. but not quite the same player as experience. So, yeah, I think that that's a fair call as well. Um, I'm just trying, I'm just looking at some of the stats here, if there's anything else to do. No, this is Jenny. I do find it interesting that Dalguno isn't starting. I know Mitch, Mitch just said there's rumours that maybe it's for defence, maybe discipline reasons. We have no idea. But when he came on, he made a difference against tired players, it should yeah. be said. Uh, but he offers he offers them so much more than Campbell as Um I mean, Bryce Higgins just safe as hard as 15. So it'll just be interesting to see that on the buy now, especially with a Suryasi uh, Vinivalu meant to come back, what that back three We'll, we'll be looking at, but um, well done, Reds. I, I also, I know Brandon Piango Mosa, it sounds around for me to say he, he made one run for zero meters, but I thought it was very good just for his work around the park. Actually, it's just like a little battleship. Um, I just thought he had a very good game as well at, at two. So, I mean, Falafeling is obviously no slouch, but mm-hmm. the Reds benefiting from that. Thank you. Depth. Maybe just just one thing that's worth mentioning before we move on is the fact that um, Tanley Tupo was up against uh, James Ripper in the loose yeah. set. That's obviously his preferred jersey. But I mean, basically, we're looking at a Wallabies front row, and it was the first choice Brumbies front row in, in mm. Slipper, Fanga, Alalatoa, mm. and Sio yeah. on the bench. Mm. And I've been quite critical of, of Tupo, not just on the podcast, but on Twitter as well. And I have to basically say, that he more than held his own. I, I think him and uh, I can't remember who the starting loser said was the Reds, but I think they did really well against yeah, foul, the um, foul took Yoka. Yeah, no, yeah I've exactly. watched that. Apologies, but yeah, no, they were they crunched them. Yeah, uh, and, that's great. And time. like last time they played, um, I think if I'm not mistaken, both Slip and Alatoa were missing, and Sio was starting, and there was like uh, it was basically a like a lottery on the bench. And I felt like Tanner Tupa didn't do that well in the scrums. I felt like he did really well in the scrums this time around. So mm-hmm. big, big kudos to him. Um, I'm trying to, oh, sorry, my computer's just frozen. But I'm trying to look at his um, sort of general stats. Too bad. Carried the ball, uh, carried the ball eight times. Yeah, three meters. He was a bit unlucky. The one time he six broken tackles, which is frankly disgusting. Yeah. And um, only four tackles made, three missed. So still a little bit of work to do in like the terms of general I think he, like, work rate. Three penalties. From, and one from his, I think from the highlights I saw, he slipped his bind on, I think the Brumbies' first rolling mall try, and then that basically mm. gave Fayenga like the channel to just slip slip through and start it down. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the one time he, he looked like being explosive, I think there was obstruction. So then he got called up for it. So his, his I think he like gave a mad offload, uh, but that got brought back. Oh, Jesus, uh, that, that was sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, it's, it's uh, well done, Reds. So I, I'm looking forward to Charles Tasman in particular. I mean, the Brumbies are a little bit different outfit. I, I don't I, – I, I prefer Tom Wright over um, Moorhead. I don't think Moorhead's that good. And I was saying he's been called by play for Australia. He missed that Muirhead. tackle. Muirhead, excuse me. In the lead up to Flick's try. I, I, just, I don't know. I don't think he's that good. But I said, I, I'm not a rugby coach, so maybe maybe he does all the good shit correctly. Um, so then, yeah, the think, last game. Hmm? I think most people would rate right to have Muirhead anyway. Mm. Yeah, I feel a bit bad for Mac Hansen. He was actually having a good season. I, he can't get a shot, but uh, you can speak to Andrew, his fantasy manager. To find out how he felt about that before he dropped him. Lastly, um, the Hulk, the Crusaders, they squeaked uh, a victory at the Caketon, 30-27 against the Hurricanes. The Crusaders are creaking slightly, hey? I, I read something and stuff of this. Say, it was mm. like the least sort of Crusader comeback after a loss that I've seen in a long yeah. time. Like yeah, normally they're very good for like, like a, a bounce back. Yeah, a bounce yeah. back like after getting like up a to, revenge game. Yeah, they were apparently missing Tom Christie. That's that's a secret source, apparently. That's what I think one of the journalists and stuff uh, wrote. But, uh, I mean, they lost Jack Goodhue. He, he's probably out for the season, same as Joe Moody. That's what the rumors. 
Uh, Cody Taylor seems to, his knees, I mean, I know he's lost some weight, but he must be getting such dack legs for carrying that team. <laughs> 25 tackles, 25 made over the course that's, of the game. Yeah, that's disgusting. That's, that's disgusting. 25 is dis- out of 25 is unreal. And he nailed 10 lineouts um, to give away two penalties. But uh, Rich, he's his fantasy manager in our league, guess as he's the best profiting. Will Jordan, um, two tries, 167 meters, 15 carries, three defenders beaten, two clean backs. Very, very game for him. Uh, George Bridge is looking looking slightly good, but someone who's very impressive is Lester Fanaganuku. Uh, I thought he was pretty good at center, actually. He was a real menace. Uh, you said uh, Will Jordan at two tries, I think. George two, Bridge and two tries. Uh, no, well, Jordan had two try assists. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and just another, uh, I think an area where the Hurricanes maybe screwed themselves was again at lineouts time. They won seven from 13. I mean, Conan Gray stole three lineouts. I, I'm afraid I couldn't watch the game as a bit earlier. I'm just looking at the stats. Um, Dan Coles had, didn't do so good at lineout time against probably the best, probably still the best pack in the country. Um, I, do, you, do you think they missed Blackadder at all? He just does bring well, a bit more energy. I know yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, obviously Tom Christie, you know, his absence means they need someone else doing like the fetching work, and a lot of that is falling Cody Taylor. But as you said, you know, he's being asked to do a lot. So, I mean, Sony Havili yeah. Tui Lotti is essentially their their third choice um, open side after Blackadder and Chris. Mm. So, yeah, it's been problematic um i don't know i mean i think so I mean, you, you also mentioned Lester to but for a lot of the game after goody's injury he and havili were the center pairing mm. and neither of them is actually a center so mm. yeah i think they may be falling into the trap of you know too many chefs in the kitchen and like they want to just get all these guys on the field like they they got so many game breakers they got like the George Bridge, Will Jordan, Severis, Fanganuku, um, Havili and uh, and obviously Manga at 10 and uh, it's kind of like what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago with the Blues you just yeah. need someone you need like a boring Dallas McLeod kind of Ryan Crotty yeah. just someone to stabilize the you know, the X factor, which is not a term I like to use, but you know, basically someone who's just going to kind of do the hard yards in the center. Um, and I'm not a huge fan of the loose trio. Like, I don't think any of guys like Cullen Grace, Tom Sanders, um, certainly every two large whose name I keep getting wrong. Um, but like, I don't think any of those guys are particularly exciting. Um, but I also don't think they really kind of do loose forward stuff very well. Like, I don't think they, <coughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like they are missing like a bit of a Tom Christie to share the workload with Cody Taylor. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, I mean, uh, I cause Grace, yeah, but Grace, he, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of his, but I mean, they'll, they'll compare him to Kieran Reed, but he's a bit, he's not as quick as Kieran Reed. He offers him a lineup option. He's big. Um, and he's got to have an engine. He often makes 17, 20 tackles a game. Um, so I think that's spot on. Where, where to Douglas is just like a smaller version of Grace in a way. Yeah, just, Kame, uh, he's not done so well though. Fetu Kamakame. He's done. Yeah, he's sort it's of a little bit unlucky. Oil, I think. Yeah, when he's come back. Yeah. So maybe Grace could lose a carry too. I'm not sure. Um, Blackadder does add a bit of energy, but I think you're right. It is a bit unbalanced. Uh, again, stuff. So I don't keep sighting that. Just the main New Zealand source I read is their stuff's free. Thanks, stuff. Um, a little bit imbalanced, um, but I, I mean they got such star power in the in their in their back line. I guess the most Ryan Crotty guy on their team is their scrum halves, in the form of Hall and Drummond. Yeah. So but they can that, use one or two. Characters. But like that's also not necessarily where you need your most straight lace. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think Brent Hall. He just he gives a lot of control. Um, and I get I get the theory. In theory, but uh, someone who did have a good game very quickly, um, he should have maybe gotten a red card. La Mape scored a good try, hmm. finally showed some ticker, but that probably was a red. Hey, you can't put your elbow into someone's face. Those elbows, um, sure, what do you call it? Was well, arm forearm, forearm. Thank you, thank you. And uh, Junior Sevilla scored a good try. James yeah. Blackwell screeching into the sky to to pick up Scott Barrett's fumble, and uh, that was good stuff. So. Hmm. 
But yeah. um, so look, let's do some super brew. So I know oh. we didn't really chat much about the. Because Artie Sevier's also looked like he's carrying an injury. Huge loss yeah, to, to the home as well. Yeah, did he go off? I think he did go off, eh? Yeah, and then off? now this yeah. this is this is what the loose trio will look like at Adam. Flanders at 8, Karifi at 7, Princep at 6. I mean, there's probably a couple others in this team. That's not very inspiring. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you guys know how I feel about Karifi. Like, so yeah. That's like the opposite, like, that's the opposite problem that the Blues were having. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well... Like, I mean, Karifi's not boring. He's just like a liability. Yeah, like yeah, mine is creepy, but like Prince, Princep, and what's his face? Like they're the opposite of what the Blues were stuck with. It's just what? What ever happened to Evans? I liked Evans. Isn't he? He's in the UK, isn't he? Uh, maybe, maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just wondering. That I don't see how that would be an improvement. Like that's a lateral <laughs> move. Yeah, it's just one more boring player. <laughs> So, are you suggesting they should play like one of their props, like even Lomax? I mean, he's got big ratings, but he also seems a bit of a liability. Um, Love didn't look, for best word I could see, Ruben Love looked a bit lively at least. Um, offering a little bit more at least. He played a full game, 19 year old. He's more apparently a, fl- a full back rather than a 10, but he played the oh, full no, game and didn't have a bad game. Oh, fuck, no, he looks like he's he back on. Was... He's supposed to be I playing. I thought he was a okay 10. Yeah. All right, let's do let's just wrap up then quickly do our our, our super brew picks. Um, we're down at sixty four percent, but still in the top two thousand in the world. Harden is blues a four side bar, probably the blues. <sighs> they come off the bye, and teams that do well off the bye. They, I mean, they're under the roof. If they play T J Faina, yeah, yeah, they're oh, looking. They're looking good. I think they should though. This plan is a cuck twelve. Well, I don't rate him. I, you know, he gives another kicking option, but I, I like Fauci a Ryan Crony type. I, I always think he's a good, he's a good player. Not exciting, but he's a good player. So I'm gonna say the Blues. Let me, let me start. I'll say Blues by, I'll say by nine. Okay. Nothing from the the choir. Oh, okay. No, no thanks. So yeah. You, think, you obviously think Josh Oni's gonna be hanging over. That's that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll see. We'll see how he does. Um, Josh then, with like, another interesting game. Chiefs versus the Crusaders in Hamilton. Mm. It's gonna be a good game. It should be. Yeah, uh, I'm, I mean, still, I'm still inclined to pick the Crusaders, but especially with a, a, a Sam Caneless Chiefs. Yeah, two weeks ago I wouldn't even thought about it, but um, now it's like uh, Crusaders. They are looking beatable, and like without Jack Good, you are worried that the balance of their backline. I mean, he, he hasn't been good, but no. I worry about the balance of the backline. Yeah. So, what, which way are you going to go? No, I'm still going to go Crusaders, but I, I think I'll be a little bit more reserved than I was last week, because last week I think I said Crusaders by like 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I'll, um, I'll say Crusaders by five. I had them by three. Down by like Magic. a power of ten. Um, let's go five. I think the Crusaders have it right. to score. Okay. Try more than the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you think that pass to Severus is forward, by the way? Yes. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't ruled out. But I need those yeah. points. And then, then, then Super AP. Uh, last then, re- okay, this, this should be really okay wait a minute the Perth game will be interesting Rebels Brumbies in Melbourne Brumbies Brumbies yeah by, Brumbies, by, by country mile yeah. I'll say 30 it's fine and then I guess uh, <laughs> Western Force versus the Tupamara Tars Force to pick up another much needed win or, or, or yeah a scoreless <laughs> draw no draw yeah draw draw I just hope Carl Godwin has a, he makes 17 tackles he dropped an F-bomb in his interview, apparently. I missed it. But, uh, yeah, he's good value. Um, all right. Well, that, that, that's going to do it, guys. Thanks very much yeah. um, for joining us. Thanks, Matt. Well, uh, appreciate it. Pleasure to be here. Good, uh, and, good, uh, and good luck with, with I'm going to sound really old now, with the Pokemoning. Thank Pokemon. you. Thank you. I might yes. play a bit tonight. Hope you, hope you find other things. Thanks. Shinies. Shinies. Shinies, yes. Yes, yeah. And, and, and Alex, thanks for joining us. I hope your dinner was good. You said you were cooking Thank dinner. you. Uh, what did I have? I had ostrich steak and Ooh, nice. mm, yeah. nice. you always You always eat such so well, even when it's Thanks. very simple. Yeah, sounds, sounds really um, nice. 
Yeah, I mean, it was reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I like um, yeah. Uh, I'm off to go see a, see a mate and have a beer. Enjoy. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, my office had a COVID scare from my old job. I went and had to go drop off my laptop on my last day. And then through the grapevine, I'm told that of the four other people in the office that day, one of them had COVID, mm. apparently. Christ. So I went to, ha- went to, I had to go get a test. It's like the easiest way to burn money. It came back negative, thankfully. Yeah. But, uh, just uh, so obviously everybody out there, just be safe. Um, if you have any issues, unless you're in New Zealand, fuck you guys. Things things are good there. Hopefully it stays that way. Yeah. <laughs> same same in, in Australia. So, uh, but in all, all seriousness, just uh, stay safe out there. If COVID is still a problem in your community, and uh, yeah, we will be back next week. So thank you very much for listening. Cheers.